You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a show with adult themes, run by adults, for adults. Please do not have your children listen to this show. It might be beneficial to them in the long run, but please, please wait until they are older. This is one of those things. It's like when you laugh when you're playing bingo and and 069 comes up and you have a chuckle and your mom, your kitty says, uh, uh, Mommy, Mommy, why, why are you laughing at 069? And the mommy says, uh, when you're older. It's one of those kinds of things. Mommy, Mommy, can I listen to Podcast of Terror? Sure. When you're older. This is a show with adult themes and some childish behavior. A lot of dick jokes. Uh, so please, please, please. Uh, if you want to avoid the swearing, if you want to avoid spoilers for your favorite horror movies, and if you want to avoid really, really lame, petty dick jokes, do not listen to this show. It is not for you. Corey, how often do you wear a shirt? Not as often as you would think. Yeah, it's always nice to cover up your nipples, and maybe your neighbors are complaining because they're hairy. I know you they, like they, wear, you wear shirts when it, we do these shows. That's about it, from what I understand. It's more that I just give off a glare that blinds drivers by. It is hot in California, so I assume that you sweat. There's a there's a slight sheen to you, and the California sun just. Pshh, I don't even sheen. I estevez. <laughs> that that is, if you do not want to estevez in public, we have two places in which you can go. We got two coupon codes to make your life a little cheaper. Uh, you can go visit a uh, frequent guest and friend of the show, Matt Vincent. His his website thehate.com. That's the hviii.com use the coupon code hbg15 for 50 percent off your order maybe you hate him i don't know he's he's kind of a likable guy but if you hate him and you want to go spend your money somewhere else we got this other place go to statusfearmerch.com uh, another uh, sponsor of the show friend of the show he does all our artwork he's a really nice guy he does all the, the art for my band except for the stuff that Corey's wife draws head over to statusfearmerch.com use the coupon code terror get you a little nice discount there Welcome to episode 115 of the Podcast of Terror production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is that lying sack of shit, Corey, whose real name is Donald. <laughs> it's true. Hi, Corey. It, it, I had a lot of options, you know. It, it didn't even have to be Corey. It could have landed somewhere else. I, I was. I had a few other ones in the in the queue before I landed with this. Uh, this was fully the fault of Corey Ham and Corey Feldman. Oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> uh, our guest this week is the uh, star of the film we're going to be talking about a little later. Who's watching Oliver? He, had a, he found out a bunch of other crazy shit about this guy too. He doesn't turn his camera on because he's hungover. Um, he's currently a bit hungover. <laughs> <laughs> he's currently in uh, Bangkok, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Bangkok. So it um, is nine a.m. Monday morning as of recording this. Which yes, what time is it there? It's eight p.m. Sunday night for me. I'm in the future, man. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm in the future. So um, can you tell me what to invest my money in? <laughs> um, fuck. I wish I... If, do you know what? Everybody, no, do you know what? I've got all these friends now who have been like, told you, motherfucker, because they all done this, uh, the Bitcoin yep. stuff. I was trying to explain my life earlier about that because I started investing in altcoins. And mm. uh, I think I'm up like 10 bucks in two days. That's good. Which yeah, isn't, isn't, it's it's not good for your heart because it fucking goes up and down so so goddamn fast and um yeah. And what are you gonna do with that ten bucks? You're gonna sit there. You're gonna say, oh, I'm up ten bucks. I'm just gonna buy more beer, and then the ten bucks is gonna disappear. Well, and it's not like you're gonna be able to get it back from the beer. Unfortunately, the reality is, is to get your money out is 
pain in the ass. Fucking impossible. Like even to get your money in is there it? is impossible. So, well, that's the whole thing with Bitcoin is mm-hmm. when I see people and they've done amazingly well, and I don't know, like it's gone up to this crazy amount. I start, and then I start to think, fuck, man. And then I do the maths, and like, Jesus, if I just put in like a thousand pounds or five hundred or a hundred pounds, and then I start to realize I wouldn't never have left it in. Right. What would have happened is two weeks later, it went up a bit, and I just pull it out and go, amazing, I won. <laughs> and then I'd be moaning for the rest of my life going, fuck, why didn't I just leave it in that bit longer? Uh, 50 Cent recently, I can't remember how much he initially bought, but it was like $500 in Bitcoin and now it's worth $5 million. He got paid for one of his albums uh, online. People had the Ooh. option to use Bitcoin to buy it. And uh, so he just like suddenly went, hey, don't I have some Bitcoin somewhere? And wound up with about $7 million bucks at the time oh. of, of finding it. But God, I hate it when rich people get more money. Jeez, but no, that's just it. He, he's he's at a point where he's rich enough that he doesn't give a shit, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I found seven million bucks underneath the yeah. couch cushions. It, that's like not it, a happy story, that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, and then there's the other guy who who cashed out of Facebook uh, way early. Like I think he designed yes. some stuff and, oh. and cashed out super early and like lost probably a billion dollars in doing that there's other people who cash out of their their bitcoin there's people who have bitcoin sitting on hard drives that they can't remember the passwords for yep. that's amazing access it. It, it it it's all arbitrary until you get the money it's like winning the lottery and you've got that ticket in your hand and like oh i just won 62 million dollars that's great so, and then you go to the store to cash it in and you have a heart attack on the way yeah yeah so is it hard to take it out then Yes. So oh. what I, I I got Bitcoin from mining Bitcoin using my computer. So mm. I, I I have put none of my actual money into it. Um, but you have to. So you mine to this one website, and then you have to take the Bitcoin from website number one and move it to number two, and then you go from number two to number three, and number three is where you can buy your coins. Nice. Now, when you buy these altcoins, when you want to get them out, you then have to go back to website two, turn it back into Bitcoin. And then cash out of your Bitcoin wallet to actual, you know, Ameri- you know, whatever currency you want to get it in. So my plan was always to put like a hundred bucks in something that is supposed to blow up, and just yeah. hope for the best. If yeah, and because you're not bucks, making an actual bucks. money investment, right. it's okay. But yeah. it's it's the the people who are now pronouncing it. Oh, you've got to you've got to throw money into to Bitcoin like it's gold or something, and it's. It all seems very much unnatural to me. It's it's just it's a precious commodity that is only precious because some people are saying that it is. And I worked in in comics retail for a long time, so I understand the collectible market. I understand yeah. fucking Wizard Magazine being out there and saying, "Oh, your Spawn number one is worth 160 bucks this week," and then you go and try to sell your Spawn number one, and everybody fucking has Spawn already, and they don't give a shit. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's worth 160 bucks to Wizard, but it's not like Wizard's cutting you that check. It, it it's garbage until someone actually gives you the money and you walk away with it and no one shoots you in the back for it. Yep. Yeah. And and the worst part is uh, I think what's when you go from website number two to number three, it takes hours. So when yeah. you put that transaction in, your money is fucking gone and you just hope that it shows up oh, where it's supposed oh. to. And that's a, a couple of my coworkers are also very big into this. One guy's like, yeah. he's, he's made over a grand just, he, he invested like four or five hundred bucks and he was up to like two grand at one point. 
Yeah, I know people who post on Facebook about it, and I presume they've made a lot because they fucking post about it all the time. <laughs> so they must be. I don't know. Yeah, that's my. I, I knew people who were Beanie Baby rich. It, uh, it, for a while there, that was that was the new economy. I think I still have some. I remember back uh, back in the day. Do you know I used to work in the markets, uh, like a market seller back in the day when I was, uh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> so I remember they used to sell Beanie Babies and shit like that as well. Yeah, I have. Uh, I may have thrown it out now, but I have a box of Pogs. Uh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know Russell's right. only a couple years older than me, so he should hopefully knows what that is. Yeah, Corey, yeah. on the other hand, probably. Yeah, grown, I work. I work comics retail, so I I was there for for the Pogs uprising, and then having the giant vat of Pogs that we were just basically trying to give away. Did you do you have like the the coolest slammers because you were like you were the entry man? No, it was it, we had them, but I mm. I bought one. It was a 3D reflective dragon or something on a brass slammer, because uh, I thought it was neat. But I've never actually I couldn't tell you what the fuck pogs are to play. I assume it's something like tiddlywinks, uh, which itself is just like exactly what yeah. the fuck is tiddlywinks. Right. It's it's a word, but uh, it's it's like magic cards. I I had some magic cards. I probably have some valued cards in a deck somewhere, uh, just because they were from the first sets. But I don't know anything about it to be able to say. And I just remember the shit coming in and going out and me going, thank God we sold this shit because mm. uh, now we've got room to to sell the next hot thing. How long was you uh, in doing like comics and stuff like that? I've, I've read comics my entire life. I worked, uh, I managed a store out of Michigan uh, for about two years, came to California, wound up working at another comic store as soon as I got here. For nice. about a year, and then just before I started at my current job, while I was unemployed uh, from the previous one, I helped out at my friend's comic store for a while. So I've I've probably spent about four years uh, or so in comics retail at different points. Nice, nice. So enough about us. Let's talk about you, Russell. I don't even think I said your name. It's Russell Banks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's actually, so with film. That's the one thing with film. If anybody ever wants to find me, it's always Russell Jeffrey Banks because there's an author called Russell Banks. So that's why I have to stick in the middle name. I think I did come across that in my internet stalking of you leading up to this. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's completely the reason. It's just uh, because there's somebody else who's doing amazingly well with the same name. Hey, man, your time's coming. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Um, there are two actresses right now named Peyton List, and and it's already such a weird, obscure name. But to have two actresses that are are basically getting into the the zeitgeist of of people know who they are, and they're doing genre shows and stuff like that at the same time. And so, oh, Peyton List has joined this new show, and it's like, which one? You know, the, you know I, bet, I bet they're into in competition with each other just because of the name now. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Every time the other Peyton's brought up. <laughs> That's the other Peyton. That's not me. Uh, yeah. What I, I want to talk about everything you've done. You have a, a pretty... Po- cool, man. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. The fact... The, the biggest things that's like surprised me 
because you reached out to us, which is fucking awesome. I'm really happy you did. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, but you were a stand-in in Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I, do you know what? Um, I did stand in four or five films. Um, yeah. And I learned so much. It was amazing. Everybody was super nice to me. Awesome. Um, loads of actors were fucking just a really nice. Street Fighter 2. Um, you used to have turbo stage fright back in the day. Um, and on Street Fighter 2, I remember Michael Clark Duncan uh, being an absolute sweetheart and oh, man. really being super nice to me and uh, could see. You, that's the whole thing. Like uh, I know in film, it has a bad rep for people being arseholes and that, but it's surprising how many people are super, super nice to you. And that, that's the whole thing with the stand-in, that everybody... You know, they know that you're just some kid trying to learn. And nine times out of ten, people uh, give you a tip or tell you some advice. Um, i tell you another guy was uh, James Vanderbeek. Huh. It's super nice guy, funny. Like, he sent me emails after with acting tips for, like, six months later or something. He was super nice. That everybody, yeah, would understand him. And plus I was a – but Street Fighter too. I was a massive Street Fighter fan growing up, as everybody was. So, yeah, that was nice. Nice to be on that. Uh, yeah, Matt and I have, have had really good fortune meeting a lot of, of incredibly cool people, uh, either from the, the fandom uh, news industry with, with horror films, uh, some people who make independent films, uh, mm -hmm. other podcasters and stuff. And, and ex exactly what you said is you think... Because so many people will always talk about the bad situations first and foremost. Yeah. You think, oh, well, it's likely we're going to run into assholes here and there and everything. But no, it, I think that it's incredibly supportive. And I expect that that's the same way in Hollywood is that you feel like these are people who are all trying to make art. They're trying to to create something and they're better when they get along with the people that they work with. And yeah. if, if you do good work, then it makes their work better. Uh, even if they are higher up for you, even if they are the name on the the marquee and you're not, you you don't want to walk into a shitty situation uh, or mm. make a situation shitty when it doesn't have to be. So it it doesn't surprise me, but it's still always awesome to hear that. Uh, and and no, yeah, definitely. And same like Bradley Cooper, I did the stand in for him him on Hangover Two. Um, yep. Super super nice guy. And you know a lot of these guys, you you can see when when you speak to them why they've done so well. Is because a lot of them stayed super humble. He did. Super nice guy. Every day, not just with me, everybody, come on set and say hello to everybody. Be super, super nice. Wow. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the guys, most, can't really, I'm trying to think of who's been an arsehole, but can't really think <laughs> of many people. Everybody's been super, super nice and given. So um, if you don't mind me asking, when you, when you do stand and work, like what does that entail? Uh, not too much. You're just setting up the lights, uh, setting up the lights, maybe walking through the scene. God. They'll be on the, so like, if they've got two, three sets going at the same times, the actor be, might be filming somewhere else or he's getting ready for it, might be in wardrobe, so they need to set the shot up. So then you're just uh, setting up the lights and then setting up the camera so it's ready so they can save time. Um which was great because then, funny enough, that's how I met Richie, Richie Moore, the director of Who's Watching Oliver. We've known each other forever. 
Um, but I know him back from when I was doing standing, and he was he like we're going back 10, 10 years ago now. He he would he was teaching me like the camera lens and different tricks back back in the day. So yeah, yeah, it all comes around. I'll tell you a funny story, but actually, funny story that I've never repeated on air. I think <laughs> about standing days. Um, I got shouted at by Harvey Weinstein on uh, Shanghai, and that was uh, that a movie called Shanghai. That was uh, John Cusack film. Yeah, oh, John Cusack is another one that I really like. Yeah, and uh, Harvey Weinstein was on that one, and he shouted at me. Yeah. But it's funny because he's he shouted at me in a wasn't really it was it actually had quite a sweet meaning why he shouted at me because he came in and and before that I'd done the standing on a film called Formosa Betrayed with, with uh, Adam Kane fuck I forgot his name Jesus but he was on uh, Boondog Saints so I'd I love Boondog Saints that's a great movie. Yeah, so I'd heard uh, I'd heard loads of stuff about Harvey Weinstein. Then the next film I'm on, he uh, he comes on because it was like his film. And uh, as soon as he's on, and he is, he's this massive guy, scar, blah blah blah. Um, but he, I'm stood next to the director John Cusack and some other people, and uh, he's coming in and he's shaking hands. And then he asked me who I was, and without thinking. Back in the day, I went, oh, I'm no one, I'm just a stand-in. And then, yeah, he started to shout at me and goes, just, like, pointing out how many people wanted the job, which is kind of sweet, and it was, like, it was more about me putting myself down. But, yeah, funny, funny story. I kind of expected that he would be the dickhead, you know, the asshole that you couldn't think of before. But I guess that's... Um, yeah, like, he was... Abrasive? Yeah, he he was he was more of the caricature of what I'd seen in films of a big Hollywood guy, what you'd imagine him to be. Do you know what well, I mean? It, there's probably a lot of people in Hollywood who have used him as a model for that character yeah. in films. Yeah. Well, it's like the whole entourage thing, eh? In that, yeah, when they're doing him, it's just yeah, it's what you imagine. It's like the you grow up, and to me, it was like. You know, then I wasn't acting. I was just doing standing and trying to learn. So it's cool as fuck. I'm seeing people walk around who I've read about or seen. And it's like, oh, this guy is like Mr. Miramax or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it's what it is. But it was cool. Learned a lot. Um, it was, you know, the after from school, I couldn't afford to go and do uh, drama school. I went back and did lessons over the years. But, um, yeah, just getting on sets, doing the stand and that was how I how I first started to learn about film. And that was my education, the original one. So everybody was cool, man. Yeah. That's the best way to so, learn, though, to just do. Mm, you know what I mean? No, definitely, definitely. And then also, like, the other thing about it, because, like, that's why I came to Thailand. I came to Thailand on holiday and then uh, just, you know, traveling alone. And then I found out they did they uh, made films here, so I got friends with people who are in the film industry and started getting on the films over here. But I think also because I'm that Western guy in Thailand, and the crews are coming, and I can show them around or show them in the bars. So I think I think that helped certainly helped on set. 
back back in the day when I was doing the standing jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So did yeah. you shoot? Who's watching Oliver in Thailand, or was that somewhere else? No, we shot that here. You did? Yeah, we okay. shot that here. Um, and then it's uh, Richie Moore's directorial debut. Um, but he he's been a cinematographer, cameraman for forever on a a lot of big films like uh, Hangover, Mission Impossible, Marco Polo, the TV. Like I think he'd done every day of that. Um, do you remember the old film Fallen with Denzel Washington? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so he's he's been around for a long time, but this is his first time directing. And then uh, Raymond Huber produced, and uh, originally I, I worked with him um, on a film called Cam to Cam, which was a horror film where I played another killer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so who came up with the idea for Oliver? Um, it was the three of us. Uh, yeah, we was originally. So originally, I wanted to do a serial killer film, but I never anticipated we was going to go in the direction of how Oliver is. In my head, he was going to be a lot cooler, like uh, you know, like Henry portrait of a serial killer type of style. And then uh, the three of us sat down. We wrote it. Um, Raymond had the idea of of doing more like uh, George McFly. Uh, yeah, you know uh, that type of look, and then it started to go on to that with, uh, you know, shades of whether it's autism or you know, those shades come in, and uh, so we really discussed about that, and then uh, yeah, but it just started to build and build and build. Once we had a character, um, the three of us wrote it together, and but then it's funny because when I watch the film, I can see. I can see Richie's, mine, Raymond's influence, like Mama. Mama was influenced more more than anyone by Raymond. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of that was him. And, then, yeah, so it's all got different parts of us in, in the writing of it. It it feels like a very full character. <sighs> it, it feels like the, the, the different perspectives made a very enriched story um because there are parts of it that that feel of course like norman bates um but then there's so much more to it the the depth of of his story when he goes about talking about his father and and how the mother rescued him from his father and and oh i wanted to mention the artwork used in that i really liked um topaz lacron she yeah yeah I looked up her her Instagram. She doesn't have a lot on there, unfortunately. Okay. But I was I was looking to see more of her artwork. Uh, but it, it and then the the story as well with um, Sophia and mm. her background. And there's so much there that could have been explored. It didn't need to be for this movie. But again, it it adds something to it that you yeah. weren't seeing. And just their relationship in general. Um, so you're not on camera right now. And I no. feel both cheated and kind of right. thankful uh, because one. Now I'm gonna wait. Bear with me. I'm gonna put on the top and I'm gonna come on camera. Bear with okay. me. Too. Shirts are optional here. Just throwing that out there. I was before Corey. Before you got here, uh, Russell and I were talking, and because I, I he he asked me what I thought of the movie, and I don't want to spoil anything because it's it's not actually out yet, and 
you know, I, re- I highly recommend everyone go see this movie when it does yeah. come out. Um, <clears throat> but I was explaining to him, like, the, the mama character, like, was fucking creepy, but mm. I thought the acting was a little wonky. And then I said, but in the same sentence, like, I assume she was just in a room by herself filming these videos and then you're just playing a video on a computer. She really didn't have anyone to, like, talk to, so it made sense. And then he told me that this is the first time she ever acted. Right, I'm not sure how the light's going to be. How do I, uh... So I've never used Hangouts. Okay, there's a camera yeah, button there. camera button. Tell me if you can see. Yep. Yeah. Big reveal. Yeah. All right, so here, here's what I was going to say. Uh, it, one, uh, in the movie, you reminded me a lot of Tim Roth. Uh, I love Tim I love and Tim Roth. It, it, it was confusing at first because I'm like, this is Tim Roth playing this, right? Because it, it was just so spot on two characters that he's played. Not necessarily him generally, mm. but like it no, just felt very akin to that. And, and then there was the other part where I was thinking during parts of the film, which I enjoyed very much, uh, how uncomfortable I was going to be looking you in the eye after some of the scenes in this yeah. movie. It was a heavy. Do you know what? Um, and I said this a few times now in in interviews and that um, it was wasn't enjoyable that film to make. Not at all. It was uh, for all of us. It's the deepest, darkest film I've ever been on. It wasn't a happy process. <laughs> it, it actually it fucked me up after for a good few months. It took my brain had to get off because because we was watching. Me and Richie, we watched like 200 serial killer documentaries and I was watching non-stop documentaries about mental health and, you know, all that. Um, not going into that too much, but it was hard to shake that one off. And it wasn't a fun set. It's funny because we shot a lot of the dark stuff first. And then when Sophia, when Sarah came, Sarah Malachal Lane, it was, fuck, we needed those day shots. I needed them more than ever. And it's funny because... When you're watching it, it, I don't know if you can feel, but it's like two separate worlds completely. No, it absolutely it really, is. And But it was like that shooting. And there was not, it wasn't like, most film sets you're on, you're having a laugh, you're not, this wasn't like that. It was fucking horrible. It was a real dark, like, and, and Ray and Richie, they both say the same. It was uh, something about, it wasn't, yeah, it, it was a real fucked up it was a fucked up film to shoot and it was a hard one to go into and it wasn't enjoyable but i'm proud of it i'm proud of it after um but yeah 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 that. matt and i have have done done this show like we said at the beginning this is our 115th episode so we've watched a lot of different stuff and some of the things that that's been brought to us uh, especially by other people is not the kind of horror movies that i choose to watch on my own because they are very hard watch, they're they're incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, there was one movie uh, brought to us by a friend called Megan is Missing. That was the first that, one I thought uh, of when I started watching. This yeah, movie. there are scenes in this that are akin to scenes in that, which is yeah. just so difficult to stomach seeing it. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it, well done, well portrayed. But what I what makes this movie stand out from that is that because of those scenes with Sarah mm. as Sophia, I, I, I felt like in those scenes, it was very much just a 
a very well done love story film. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like watching the Perks of Being a Wallflower or something. It was just so well, romantic yeah. and beautiful, and you felt Thank all you. this empathy for Oliver and mm-hmm. this empathy for Sophia, and and you loved this story with them. And then you'd see the breakdown of when he would have to leave her and go back to this other horrifying life yeah. that he didn't even want to be a part of. And that that makes the film stand out so much higher to me than than if it had just been one or the other. Well, it's even like, that's the whole thing. Like, with that opening, the, the rape scene, it's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we understand that. And it was a big question, do we or don't we? But... Like we we found it's important one for the story two to understand but it's also see this is the whole what you've got to understand is like I I played Oliver as a victim and he's very much a victim in that scene even though he's doing terrible things absolutely yep. horrific things but without being able to see that then you don't understand the rest of the story and in those right. scenes yeah. when when with Sophie, you don't understand it all if you're not seeing the bad stuff. And that that's like and we know we're gonna get flat from that. We know down the line there's gonna come shit from some of the scenes in that film. We understand that. Um but it, it's we found it was important to to tell the story how it should you know, we we decided when we, at the very beginning we said me, Richie and Raymond, we said, look, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna go all in, fuck it because we're going to tell this story. And, yeah, there's a lot of scenes which we were thinking, fuck, are we going too far? But we felt like all of it makes sense to tell the story, you know? Well, you, you didn't treat the the rape scenes or the violent scenes as, as being sexy and as being titillating. You treated no. them as violent and horrifying, which yeah. is what they, they should be like. If, if, if you're... If you're trying to make something that feels real to life, then that's that's exactly how it should be portrayed. And and it's not that it's not graphic. It absolutely is. And it it should make you uncomfortable because that's what the story is supposed to be about. But I I didn't feel like it was something that was sensationalized. I felt like it was true to who the characters were and what the story was about. And again, I. I felt empathy for Oliver mm. even during those moments um, yeah, um, because that's what you're supposed to feel. It, I think you guys brought it across a hundred percent correctly. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, just the worst scenes ever to film. Oh, yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible days work, but needed to be in there for that story. So yeah. And yeah. if you're not pissing someone off, you're not doing something right. Well, yeah, no, that's it. And it's, you know, we're, that's the whole thing. Me, Richie and Ray, we're film fans. I'm a film fan. And it was, uh, I know shit, what pisses me off when I watch a film is when, when you, I don't know, you know, I grew up on horrors, thrillers, and yeah, we just wanted to commit to this one and hopefully we did it justice and hopefully people dig it. But uh, Well, there's, there's so yeah. many... So many movies, you know, we live in a time where there is an overabundance of content and everyone can get it as soon as they want it. So to stand out when you're a content creator and Corey and I know this and you know this and it's like you have to do something different than what everyone else is doing. 
Yeah. And when you first asked me what I thought of the movie, and I said, well, it's it's a very much familiar feeling story, but it has that twist. Mm -hmm. It's like when I started watching this movie, I read the description on the screener page before, and I'm like, well, how this doesn't make any sense, whereas a humiliating side to him being a serial killer. And then you get into the movie, and it's like, well, it makes fucking sense now. And it's finally what I would call like a fresh take on horror movies, a fresh take on a serial killer because there's that weird twist. And then as it goes on, the twist gets a little, a little twistier, you know, with his, his dad and, and shit. And it's, and it's, I, I thought it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate that. And you know, like that, that's the whole thing is that I've, since this film, I've really discovered a lot more about the horror community because they've they fucking they've helped us so much, unbelievable. Because we won a we won thirteen best picture awards for the film on the festival circuit. Um, but best picture and best it, writing, correct? Yeah, that's... yeah, and then yeah, and then some for the acting as well. Um, but it's been word of mouth and and different horror people, different groups, and that, and it, it's just spreading and spreading, and. We, we wouldn't have sold, like, uh, I was saying, we've, I can't go into the details, but we sold it. Um, we're getting a wide release in the next few months. And it's really, we owe that so much to a lot of people who, who did help us when we was first. And with people reviewing us and taking a shot to watch it. And people like yourself and other podcasts and that. Uh, fuck, man, we, we, without all these people, they've really helped us out. And it, it's been a massive surprise how much, the horror community have got behind us so far. Um, well, like I was saying, really, really been nice, really been great. I feel like the horror community appreciates honesty, uh, mm. appreciates an earnestness of, of a creator. And you can, you can be a creator who's, who's like, I just want to make a bloodbath film. But if you're, you're purely into it, you're doing it for the reasons of it's something that you love then they, mm. they want to support the person who does that. And it's not mm. about one type of horror movie or another. We just want great content. We want people who are uh, proud to be part of this genre, uh, people who want to be in this group with everybody else. And and it doesn't mean that you have to dedicate your entire life to it. You don't have to be the next mm. Wes Craven or anything. But if you make something that is good and honest, and and especially if it can bring something new, then I feel like they're going to want to lift you up as a content creator. They're going to want to support that. Um, and and, and I feel like this is a movie that deserves surprise. that. Massive Fuck, when we was getting the first reviews through, we've been, like, I think, yeah, I think we haven't had, might have had one which had negative, some negative things, but other than that, every review has been really, really good, but we didn't expect that. We were like, oh, just waiting. When those first reviews were coming in, we were waiting. They were like, right, how much are they going to destroy us? We're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah, it was like that. And then they started coming back positive. Been a massive, massive shock, really massive shock to all of us. We was like, wow. And then when we, it's, it's funny, like, so we uh, entered the, a load of festivals and our goal was to get accepted into four festivals, not to win nothing. That was our goal. We just wanted to get accepted into four festivals just so we could have, like, the laurels. And, uh, yeah, we never thought we was going to win any. And it, it, that, that was a massive shock. Like, I remember the first time when Ray, he rang me and he goes, uh, forget, I forget which festival it was, but he's like, we won Best Feature. And it was just like, 
yeah, absolute shock for all of us. So it's been really, really been an, an amazing ride so far. And now, yeah, in a few months, and it's also a lot of the magazines and papers. That's been a big shock as well because, okay, we've like we've had the horror magazines doing pieces on us, but then we've got a lot of newspapers, a lot of normal magazines, and a lot of film magazines that are waiting now for the release date to do another piece. So we've got about a hundred or two hundred so far waiting to do pieces on us, and that that's a massive shock. We didn't expect to get this attention. At all, not at all. So it's been amazing. Yeah, I've really been really appreciative for everybody who's been supportive of us. Yeah, it's, so far. Uh, on IMDb, it has a eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, um, again, and we, we, we know once it starts to come out, we know we're going to get some shit. We know that. And there's going to be people who are going to like it, and there's going to be people who are going to hate it. And yeah. Just, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be for everybody. More. That that's exactly it. You'd rather have something that that sticks with people after mm. they see it and they can just kind of shrug off and go, "Okay, well I saw that and move on to the next thing." And and some people it's going to stick with because of the fact that it's going to offend them in some way. And some people 100%. this is not a movie that they should see at all. If it if it's not the right kind of movie, don't go see this. No, 100%. Uh yeah, 100%. It's it's not for everybody. Just, uh, yeah, fuck. I hope people like it. Oh, I'm still nervous. I'm still worried. Of, like, you know, but uh, so far, it's, yeah, so far we've just been had a, do you know, it, it's actually funny. I thought a lot more of the women reviewers was going to give us a lot of shit, but it hasn't happened so far. So, yeah. Well, I I, I think that, one, it, it doesn't seem like Oliver is ever really in power he he holds a power over his victims mm. but it's because of the power that's held over him yeah and no, because no. you utilize the character of sophia so honestly um mm. that i think that that brings something else to it it it's not it's not just a, a male ego trip fantasy i i don't believe that it's that in any way actually mm. and it it could be it could have been that story and i i think that story exists a lot in in horror films already and it, it's not to devalue that that stuff's out there, but I, I just don't think that that's what this film is. So I I don't know. I can't say for for women reviewers what they're going to see and take from it. But what I saw and took from it was that it's not just like some dudes want to show TNA and violence to women yeah. and everything else. It, it's it's to me, I didn't feel like any of that was the case. It felt like we're telling a story about human emotion and violence and um, and not being in control of your own actions and that sort of thing. And it all comes together into what I think was a very excellent film. Thank you. No, no, I, again, it was a million times. Thank you for saying about that being good. But, uh, yeah, no, that was the hardest thing. Like, for me, if Oliver had to be the big, the big victim or else it just doesn't work, like, um, and that, yeah, it was... Hard one, hard one to go, hard one to play. That one was. It was. Uh, yeah, really did it. It's funny, like I've never in the past. I've, I've done different films and that, but nothing's ever stuck with me for long after. But that one did, and it, it really. I needed as soon as we finished, 
there's funny me and Richie, the director, everybody, we didn't really, we, a few months went by and we always like, right, we're, we're going to go and do our own thing now. Yeah. Just needed a breakaway. And that one, yeah. uh, fucked my head completely. <laughs> I understand more, more than ever. And you know, you say that and I, people say that and I, and in the past, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're making a film, we get it, blah. But no, I, it was hard because you're going somewhere with your brain and you're trying to do, yeah. So uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, getting one. into the headspace of a character like that has got to be rough, mm. you know. Mm. And 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 you don't want to just glaze over it and not be involved in in that way of thinking <sighs> when you're doing it, because, like you said, you do research to to figure out why this guy is the way that he is and how he would act and things. And, but that's what brings the honesty to it. If, if you, mm. if you just let it slide and you're like, Oh, I can just turn it on and off, then you're not emotionally vested into it. And then why would the audience be emotionally vested into it? And then it, just when we were shooting, everybody turned up like, like I say, Sarah, Sarah Malakul Lane, she was brilliant, brilliant to work with. I've done another film with her before. Where she played your mom, type right? <laughs> it was mental. Absolutely mental. You know, it, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess you can call it being maybe about being rude or what, but it was. Um, like, it's from Asylum. They did Sharknado and all that. And I honestly can't remember having so much fun on a film because it was fucking mental. Like, I was stood out and they're like, okay, look up there and there's a massive robot. And you're like, what? Yeah, there's a massive robot. She's turned into a robot. So look up there. It's like, it's it's fucking amazing. Incredible. Stood in the middle of Bangkok Street, just pointing, looking up at what's going to be a robot. It was, yeah, it was funny. And that's where I met her. That was, uh, that was a film where I met Sarah on that film. And yeah. Yeah, so I actually really want to see that one. <laughs> Seeing the description of the stuff mental. of it, I want to, I want it's to see it so bad. bad. Like, I've just never, and it is what it is. It, it's a B movie. It's not great. It's a B movie. But, I fucking enjoyed it. I, like, well, you also get the distinction uh, this of uh, something that you share with uh, Sally Field and Tom Hanks, which is they did a movie together where they were lovers, and they did another movie where Sally Fields played his mom. And I was just like, yeah, what a weird like, thing to have happen. Yeah, it was like when, I, when we first met, and I was like, oh, so she, okay, she's my mom. Okay, we're about the same age, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It was... Uh, Fuck, that was a fun film. Like, people should go and watch it because it, it's fucking nuts. It's not like it's a, it's a B movie. It is what it is, but it was fun. And uh, fuck, man, um, when you're making films for a living, and they're fucking, you know, you're not taking that one. I'm not. It is what it is. It was just fun. It was like not much more to go into that one than it was. Uh, it's never gonna, but it was, it was a, a month spent playing uh, Mordred with Sarah and other, yeah, it was just fun. It was fun. It was silly, silly film, but fun. Sarah but, was uh, really, really good in this. Oh, and yeah, in Oliver, she, yeah, she came, and it's funny because I'm thinking of the other film now where it's just, you should watch that one. It's just, couldn't be more opposite from each other. Um, but yeah, no, Sarah was brilliant. And she was, she just, 
we needed her so much on those days because it was getting so dark and gloomy. And we'd spent like, uh, we'd got a load of the nighttime shots, which in the film, you know, that's a lot of the heavy stuff. So we were shooting that stuff first. And it was like, everybody's brain was like, fuck. And, and we're working at night and it's just like, and the house where we shot that in was Richie's house. He was living there. I literally, I came back from England. I had no money. I was broke as a motherfucker. And I, so I was crashing in the basement of that house when we shot that film. Um, so I just wasn't leaving. So it was basically 24 hours. We was just going, shooting, preparing for the next day, learning lines, watching documentaries in this gloomy fucking horrible house, creepy as fuck. Um, and then, yeah, just doing all these dark scenes. And then once Sarah come, all of a sudden we're in this theme park, really bright, it's sunny. They're kind of nice, loving scenes. And fuck, everybody needed it. It cheered up everybody. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. She was great. And uh, I tell you, Kelly Woodcock as well, the first girl, uh, English girl. Yep. She, she, yeah. she fucking, yeah, she, she done amazingly well. Um, I, she's an old friend. I know her anyway. Um, but tough scenes. Same with Cecilia. Cecilia Belletti, Champagne, the type, oh, all those girls. Everybody came to work, and it's not, that's usually, usually uh, the chips don't fall so well when you're shooting. But um, considering the money we had and the time and the, all that, but everybody came and they, they were all great. And everybody did. And Mama. Like I was saying, she's never, it's her first film. And uh, super religious woman, super like little <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and she was great. She just committed to it. And it, it was, yeah. It was, if you if you met her in real real life, you, you wouldn't believe it's the same person. There's not no, one, one ounce of you could <laughs> sit and speak to her and go, you're that woman in that film saying all that bad shit and going up, yeah. Completely different. Just wouldn't believe it. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why it works so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish you lot could see her in real life. Just to complete. She was amazing. She uh, completely committed to it. And it was, uh, it, yeah, it, it's nuts. When you, when you put her next to to who Mama is, oh, she's like as bad as it You've seen it. So, yeah, she's as bad <laughs> as it right no that that's exactly the point it's like oliver is doing the, the physicality of this horrible horrible act but the way that she is talking and and egging him on everything and it actually feels worse it feels more vile yeah yeah and it, it's like it's literally as bad as you can go and it is very much over the top and it's this little woman and she's saying like I can swear or not, yeah. yeah. Like she's saying, um, and whatever. And you're watching it, and it's like, you're on a ride, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's all, to me, it's almost like, uh, in a way, you could compare it to, like, that natural born killer style of, do you know what I mean? With uh, Rodney Danger. Was it Rodney Dangerfield in that? Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield played the dad of... Uh... Julia yeah, Lewis. I mean, but you could also like you could 
compare it to where it's like totally over the top going yeah so it's nuts. yeah and, and that's the thing is you have an image in your head of Rodney Dangerfield you know always cracking jokes always always being the wise ass but the the lovable sort of doof and then you see him play this guy who's preying on his own daughter and and just yeah, how grotesque yeah. it is yeah, yeah that's another thing where it's a hard watch it's in those scenes yeah, stomach churning. Like when you watch, and that's the whole thing. Like with the mama scenes, you're listening to it, and it's. And but then that, you know, it was a, a choice. When we was doing it and writing it, we was like, should we tone this down? Should we? Because this is going fucking nuts. But then, if you tone it down, then you're not. It's a different story. You're not telling that story then, and that that was the whole thing. Yeah, you don't um, feel why Oliver is complying with her if you tone it down. You don't yeah. feel that all the awful things that he's doing is comparatively less than what she's doing to him mm. and, and through him to the victims, which is the whole point of it. Mm. Yeah. But uh, oh, completely just could not get... Oh, I'd love you lot to meet her. She's just such a sweet, nice, nice woman. And it's, yeah, it's such a... It, like when I watch that now, it's still mental to me that that's the same person. Like, yeah, I'd say yeah. we should Skype her in, but no. <laughs> yeah. Just, no. <laughs> did, you, did you have to convince her? Like, can, was there any convincing involved to get her to say the lines? Like, how did you get her, a God fearing little old lady, to say the shit that she said in this movie? Do you know what? I, it, what we'll do is, if you want, well, I'll get Richie to come on who directed the film. Fuck yeah. Because he's going to be like, that wasn't me. The, I, like we wrote it, but it was Ray and Richie. That's all them. That's all them. With uh, with Mama. Do you know what I mean? Getting her to do that. How to bring um, that out of her? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I don't know. I, I they got it somehow. But uh, yeah, I will let Richie explain how he got all that. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, like I I was shocked watching it, watching the scenes. Like well, I was there for some of it. And then some of it I wasn't with. Uh, obviously, they shot that separately, those parts. But, yeah. Yeah, complete. Yeah, she's a little sweet woman. And when you watch that film, she's anything but a little sweet woman. So, yeah, it's madness. Mental. So mm. that's just it, too, is we, we're friends with a couple of independent filmmakers. And they're, Anthony, for one, is just the sweetest fellow you could ever talk to uh anthony rouse and mm. to think about the first thing that we ever saw from him was a psychotic killer who's got a woman tied up in a room yeah. Oh, yeah. and and it's like you have to kind of understand that anthony is not that person but he probably relishes in being able to write that kind of thing because mm. it's something that he doesn't experience in his regular life and he's just like yeah. well, if i was going to do something really vile and awful um, in the story, how far can I go with it? And 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 that's just it. Is it, I express most of my vices through either talking on podcasts where I say just the most outlandish shit I can think of, um, or, I'm gonna go or back writing and stories. To some of this stuff now. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, uh, we've been banned. But you write yourself, yeah. Oh yeah, a little bit, but nothing right. in, the, in the range of what you guys are doing. Nah, but everybody's. I, I, I definitely told stories that were, to me, horrific, um, and and like, but that was the point of the story, and and, and sometimes they're therapeutic, and sometimes it's just like mm. I just can't get this out of my head right now. 
Hmm. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a weird process, especially when you write, and then when when it becomes words on page to real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Weird one. Yeah, the the one sort of it's not exactly a, a murder story, but there is death in it. Um, that I wrote. I always wanted to do a reading of it, uh, not necessarily to like make an audiobook, but but just kind of like tell the the story out loud. That'd be good it's, as an audio book, though, right? Eh? Yeah, because I want to feel I want to feel what it's like to say the words and yeah. and kind of evoke the character a little bit. And um, do you want to try and get it made? What's that? Do you want to get your one made? Oh, it maybe it would work as a as a play probably because it's it's really nice. it's one character it it's it's two characters that it's about but it's one character mostly on screen at any point in time nice because um, nice. the other one is is speaking through a a, a tape recorder oh great great so nice. yeah i i would i would consider that i i haven't thought about it at all realistically mm. i just like i just need to keep writing more stories and see where that takes me but nice. yeah good it would luck. be fun good luck i hope uh yeah good luck with that i hope yeah. to listen to it so i'll, I'll definitely it. let you know if i ever get the no, motivation definitely, that far definitely. along definitely. cool man well, you know so uh, i was asking sorry no i was saying Corey. you know enough people you could probably just ask friends to read it if you wanted no i, I do but at it's also like most of the people I know are incredibly talented in doing their own stuff and to try to capture them to do my thing. You know, it, it, I, I, I like supporting other people's stuff more. No, I know. How to yeah. Do. But still got to put your own shit out there as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm trying to get a little bit more brave about that. Mm, nice. Good luck with that, man. Thank you. Um, you, you were going to say something, Russell, and then we, no, yeah, no, I was saying, uh, well, off air, off air, I was asking you any recommendations for horrors earlier of uh, some hidden gems. Ooh. I know, I know, I'm looking at, so we keep a list of like every movie we watch, so I'm just, I'm looking through it and <laughs> we've, we've watched some real shit movies, I'll tell you that. <laughs> What's we, been, we, okay, tell me, tell me your worst film first. There's a tie. Uh, Manos, uh, the hands of fate, and shit. What was the other one? Grave of the Vampire. I love that it... film. Grave of the Vampire. I'm joking. I was just gonna say, of course you do. <laughs> You're like the nicest guy I've met in a long time, and you like the movie that I say is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. No, I'm joking. I've not seen it. Well, both of those movies were brought to us by our friend Dave, who was actively trying to bring us the worst okay. possible movies. Uh, I'm freezing and... up. Sorry, guys. Okay, you're back. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in both cases, and, and, and in any of the movies that we watch, we know that <clears throat> just because we don't enjoy a film for whatever reason, that it's not like that film doesn't have value uh, or it's not someone else's favorite movie that they've ever seen. And so we, we try to bring across... We, we, we give scores to the films mm. and stuff that we watch, but we, we try not to make anybody think that you know our scores have any meaning beyond... Well, I like this one, uh, yeah, or I didn't like this other one. Um, have you seen Deathgasm yet? 
No. Yeah, I think I actually what think that movie is really fucking good. Um, what a name, Deathgasm. Yep, that's they're, amazing. They're making a second what one a right now, title. which is supposed to be. There's supposed to be as much blood in the first five minutes of the new Deathgasm as in the entire first movie. Wow. Yeah, so super over the top. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna quickly uh, on the. Okay, IMDb in that one. Uh, it's about a kid, two teenage boys who unwittingly summon an ancient evil. Hmm. I think it's a Swedish movie because there's a lot of black metal in it. it it's oh. I thought it was Australian or New Zealand. Oh, okay. So uh, I think I've heard actually. Oh, uh, maybe it's not. Yeah, I think I've heard of this one. New Zealand, of actually. I think yep. Rich Ragstar might have been talking about this one to me. Um, telling me about it, but I'm not sure. It's, it's another movie. He's into heavy metal. Yeah. I, I was going to say another movie that, um, it, not necessarily one of our highest scored movies, but a movie that I really appreciated because it was the first film from some independent filmmakers uh, who've gone on to be in bigger and bigger things. It was mm. uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk. By the Suska sisters. Nice. Uh, because it just, it kept surprising me with the directions that they would go in with the story. Like, it seemed like it could be very simple and you'd know, okay, we get from this to this to this to this. And then every time they would just take a sudden left as opposed yeah. to going straight. And yeah. I really loved the decisions that they made and just in general that it was basically their first film. Yeah. Uh, how much fun I had watching it. Dead hooker in a trunk. I'll check that one out. <laughs> Just looking over what else we've talked about. Well, our highest rated movie uh, was Xanadu. It was also our April Fool's episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Wormwood was good. I remember that, that was a good one. Baba Duke. Or- I really liked Baba Duke. I, I, I really liked that. I liked the uh, mum. Yep. I thought she was brilliant in that film. She was really good. She was she was excellent in the part. It was a hard watch. Uh, that one that we mentioned earlier um, that was uh, brought to us, uh, Megan is Missing, that is a tough, tough movie to get through. Actually, it's funny. I've, I've also I've heard of that one as well, but I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. But uh, I'm trying to think who else was talking about that recently. I think I'm pretty sure what yeah somebody else compared maybe in one of the reviews or something that compared it us being a hard watch and something but I've I've heard that before Megan is missing right mm-hmm. or Meredith I think Meredith uh, she's she's been great she's Meredith Bogart Brown she's a reviewer who absolutely spread the word on Oliver once she we sent her the screener and she's been nonstop but I think she was telling me about this Megan is missing. Film. Yeah, it's uh it's a very very good movie. It was just uh mm. Yeah. It was one yeah. Of the- And the last one the last one that I want to mention is uh Triangle. Love Triangle. Yeah. How about that one? That was that was weird. Love the ending. Yes. Um, which I'm not going to give away if people haven't seen it. <laughs> Amazing film. Uh, but again, she just smashed it that girl. Uh forgot her name, but she smashed it. Great performance. The, there was the scene with the all the bodies and the seagulls. Oh, amazing. Uh, so for anybody who hasn't watched uh, or, or listened to that episode when we reviewed it, go watch Triangle. Um, 
and and then you can go back and listen to uh, us talk about it with uh, our friend Nicole. Crazy film, like it it just goes into something that I had no idea was going to happen. Mm. And uh, yeah, you're right. The the lead actress in that really was really good film. Yeah, really good film. Um, I like The Conjurings for horrors. Part one, I, I like that film a lot. Um, trying to think. Yeah. I- I keep not watching The Conjuring just because I feel like we're going to do episodes about it. Oh, uh, you ha- so you haven't watched it? I haven't seen the, the, the Conjuring movies or any of the spinoffs at all, and my wife ha- owns them all. Oh. I love part one. Part one is is um, wasn't so keen on the spinoffs, but part two was okay. But part one, again, the woman, uh, well, watch it. Great, great, really great film. I watched that. Funny enough, I was on a film in India and I watched that in a cinema in India and the first, without spoiling too much, the first five minutes I thought, oh, what's this shit? Um, and then I just got straight into it after that first bit and yeah, I thought it was brilliant film, really good film. Uh, have you seen Annabelle Creation yet? No. That, no. So, uh, I, Annabelle <clears throat> which is one of the the spinoff from the Conjuring one, yeah, is shit. Annabelle creation, yeah, is fucking great. Is it? It's okay, very so very I watched, good. I watched half of Annabelle, but not Annabelle creation. Yeah, and, uh, don't, don't finish wasn't... Annabelle, but watch. Yeah, creation. Okay. Um, I tell you, a good horror, Thai horror, Shutter. Have you ever? Shut they made a. An American remake, which is nowhere near as good as the original, but Shutter, I remember the, the remake. Horror. Yeah, watch the original Thai version; it's amazing with uh, Ananda in it. Really great film. I gotta make a note of this. And then I tell you another uh, one of my favorite films. I love it is uh, Green Butchers, and that's uh, got it's a Danish film with. Uh, Mikkel Hellstrom. Do you know the guy who played in uh, Hannibal? The TV series Hannibal? Yeah, and then he was in the James Bond. The guy who was in Casino Royale. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, did the Pusher films back in the day, but he's... Uh, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Watch uh, a Danish film called Green Butchers. In just an amazing film. Love it. Love it. I expect is this a horror movie? Yeah. Uh a horror horror oh, thriller comedy. Black yeah. comedy featuring two butchers. Okay. Yeah. Because I looked at the, the cast and a guy is listed as a marijuana smoking butcher. I'm like, well, I didn't expect that to happen. Uh it's it's that whole film, you've got to watch it. It's amazing. I love I love his work. I love uh he done a film called The Hunt as well, one of the best acting pieces I've seen. A real dark story, not a horror, but it's such a dark story. It's uh, he's in a little hometown in in Denmark, and then uh, he's accused of being a paedophile, and then right near the beginning of the film, so it's not giving it away. And then the whole film is showing is he or is he not? How the whole town is a, it's just a great film, real dark but real good acting piece. Yeah. Those are definitely going on the list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Making a list of all these movies he's talking about. Yeah, trying to think what else I've watched lately. 
or not lately old ones as well. But um, uh, have you seen Green Room? I uh, think so. Uh, wait, refresh me. Which one's uh, the one? It's Ed Nielsen and Patrick Stewart. Okay. No, no. Oh yeah, it so good? it's it's about a, a hardcore band, and they. Are playing okay. some shitty show and and they witness a murder in the green room and then it's nice yeah yeah it's good it's, film, yeah? yeah it's very good we we did it on here I had seen it before we reviewed it on here um but it's it's a pretty good movie kind of graphic it's it's a good nice. movie that's very graphic and a hard watch um because just just in general yeah. but nice. the political climate in America right now made it even a little bit tougher yeah yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was saying earlier that uh, in America, Ghost House has just released on Netflix. So, um, oh good. If... We we need a movie to do next week, Corey. You just want to do that one? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, yeah, uh, but then if you, I was saying I can get uh, Rich Rankstow. He'd probably come on if you want him on. Um, so I will put you in touch. He directed it. Nice guy. Real horror fan. Um, and then James, James was awesome. I was saying earlier, I, so I, I shot Ghost House way before Who's Watching Oliver. Um, I'll let you be the judge, but I wasn't wasn't exactly too pleased with my performance in Ghost House. Um, so straight after that, I went back and studied for six months um, acting. because. I, but Scout, uh, Scout Taylor Compton, She done the lead in the Halloween films, the Rob Zombie, Um, and then James Landry Herbert. They were amazing to work with. Really, really impressed. And I, I could see like a difference of, to me, I think they were a lot more. Well, they were better than I was. Um, So yeah, so it made me go and restudy, and then Oliver, after. But I'll let you lot judge that. So what? What's what is next for you then? Oh, I can hope some work, eh? No. <laughs> um, not sure. Um, getting Oliver released in a few months. Um, I'm speaking to a few films, but well, who knows? I've got some other scripts, which also, some which I've done myself. We'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully something. Hopefully some work. Hopefully people like the film and hire me. Well, if you're, if yeah, you're listening I, I, to this and you need a... A smooth-talking British man. We got one for you. If you if you need someone who's capable of playing a Tim Roth type, <laughs> which oh, I'm no, not I'm not limiting you to just that because you don't. The fuck, man! I would, look do you like know him. what? If somebody said to me, right, go and play, like that's the one thing. Do you know, it's weird because now I played a bad or a serial killer in that quite a few times. People keep saying, like, are you worried about getting pigeonholed or what? And I'm like. Thinking, fuck. Um, not really. If I'm working, I'm going to be. It, just give me some work, then I'm happy. It, it's kind of uh, a, it's a catch twenty two because you you get pigeonholed, but that means you constantly get work. Um, but you may not get to explore the things as your interests. But if you if you are looking for creative fulfillment, or if you're looking to be able to make right. a sandwich and eat every day. <laughs> well, one I think. You know, you go into a cast and it, you, if you're good at doing the other roles, you're going to get it. If not, you're not. It's, that's, that's the way I look at it. So, uh, 
you know, hopefully. Yeah, and um, fuck, man, I, uh, you know, if I, when I was, I, I came into acting quite late, really. Um, after school, I did a million different jobs. I left school at 15. I got expelled. I went, uh, did a million different uh, I saw jobs that on your Wikipedia that. page that you got expelled for purchasing or for selling fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it was funny, actually. I got expelled on my third day of uh, the last school I went to was, yeah, my third day I got expelled a long time ago. I was 15. I went home, told my dad, because I'd gone to live with my dad then. And I was like, yeah, they expelled me. And then he was like, well, what do you want to do? So I was like, fuck, uh, go and work, I guess. So after that, I did uh, worked on the market stalls, selling this and that, bits of junk or whatever. Then I did building work, worked in a million bars, did sales, did uh, worked in cinemas, uh, video stores, door-to-door uh, sales, yeah, a bit of everything for years. And then, but I always wanted to do film. Um, just you know, was scared. Yeah, and then now, I went. You so you've now acted. In, in quite a few films, uh, yeah. but you've also yeah. written to you've you've been a writer on two movies. Which do you feel more of a pull towards? Um, acting. I I love writing. I love writing. But like originally, I me and Jack Everett, we wrote Goodnight Gloria because I wanted to put myself in a film. I was like, fuck, nobody's going to hire me, so I've got to write myself into one. And like. Yeah, if anybody watches that film, it, that was the first film, me and Jack. And and it, it looks like the first film. It is what it is. But it was fucking, it was fun. We shot that in London. Uh, years ago, Jack invested his life's savings into that film. Um, Byron Gibson, anybody, he was in Only God Forgives. He, he was in that film, Goodnight Gloria, helped me out. Uh, Sarah Lee, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I enjoy writing. I enjoy writing, but it's a long process. Like this Oliver, when, from when we wrote it to getting it made, and it's amazing, and it's just a lovely process, blah, blah, blah. But it's fucking long. And it is. And, it, it, do you know, like, let me start making some money, and then I'll start writing some more stuff. But let me eat first. That's what I'm about now. Yep. Somebody hire me, let me eat, and then I'll go and write something and do the long process again. But not right now. Well that the question is is I guess when people when more and more people get to see this movie, is what is Hollywood gonna ask you to do? Are they gonna ask you to write stories or are they gonna ask you to act? because uh, it <laughs> from from this Just, example, I'll... it seems like you could do both uh very well, but it'd be nice to have one or the other. No, hopefully acting. Um, I love writing, um, but I'm acting for him. For I, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get better. It's, I think because I, I, I've studied, but I never did the drama school, so I'm still on catch up. And I came in late, so it's like for me, it was standing. Then I got a film, and I, I, I think every film you can see a difference. I can, that. I can go, fuck, you suck there. 
I sucked a bit less on that one. A bit less on that one. A bit less on that one. And now we're starting. Now I'm starting like Oliver. It's the first time I've ever done a performance, which I was, I can live with. And I can say, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I felt that. And it's, it's uh, where the other ones, I, I struggle to. Um, but it's because I'm still learning. It's still, uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it gets better and better. Yeah, we've been doing the show for two years. We haven't learned anything yet. Uh, I keep waiting for the episode where it sounds like we've gotten better. But, you know, yourself, it's the same like you're doing this podcast. It's Once you do something, the more you do it, the more comfortable. And it's just, the fact is when you're, you know, like this is the whole thing. All the actors, they come on and it's like, you've got to lie. You've got to play the, you've got to play this role where it's like, yeah, everything's amazing, blah, blah. It's not, it's fucking hard. Most of the time you're not working. It's a struggle. Um, you're hustling to get a job. You get a you get a film. You do a, the first films you're ever doing. You you don't have a choice in because you're an actor. You're going to take work. If you're not, what what are you going to do? You can turn down to do an acting job to go and work in a job you don't want to do. Of course not. So uh, you know, I'm still in that building up stage. That's that's what Oliver I love because you know we made that and it is personal and it's a it's a journey. What you you go on and beautiful and you know you you're doing what you're dreaming but you know oliver's done it comes out fuck i hope it does well so i get work <laughs> so honest you know that that's how it is it's it's a hard business so but going back to when people say about uh about being pigeonholed no fuck i hope i hope i get work <laughs> that's it yeah I have no problem being uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker for the rest of my life. It, yeah. it, it's like, sure. Yeah. Let that, yeah. let that be my worst problem is that people love me so much in one role that it continuously gets me to come back for these movies yeah. over and over again. I, you know, and that's the thing I like. Most of the roles I play tend to be like, if you look good night, Gloria, I played uh, a crazy killer. Uh, Cam to Cam, I was a serial killer. Who's watching Oliver as a different type of serial? I, I like these roles. Uh, I like, I like, I'm better at playing sad than happy. Um, some people, and that's something which, funny enough, that's something which I've been working on. I'm, when I'm studying, I'm I'm not, I didn't go back to study playing crazy so much anymore because I, I feel I'm getting that one down okay. But playing happy, it's a struggle. So yeah, it's, uh, we'll see. But my comfort zone is definitely not a happy guy. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that that makes absolute sense. Uh, but you also have to give yourself the break to get out of that headspace sometimes. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Um, no, after after the last few, and it's age, and you know, you're doing different parts of our life. Uh, you, you change as a human. In my twenties, I'm a complete different person than I am now. So, you know, you. If one good stuff's going on in your life, I guess it's a lot easier to do happy. And when shit stuff's going on, it's a lot easier to do sad and not not happy. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, and I'm I'm sure that shows with people's work. Yeah. And and yeah. horror stuff is very visceral, and people uh, connect to it easily mm. Uh, mm. because I think sometimes we feel more akin to the evils of the world than we feel to the good parts. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, 
I, I, I'm a horror fan. I grew up watching horrors, but fuck, I'm, I'm a cheesy film fan as well. I sit and watch Top Gun and Karate Kid any day of the week <laughs> or Stand By Me or whatever. So, yeah. But uh, what about yourself? You, you're all about horror or are you in the, into the other genres as well? Uh, Matt is a huge sci-fi fan. Okay. No, he's no, he's not. not. So I, <laughs> I originally, <clears throat> so okay, the Galactic Network started, fuck, 2010, so eight years ago. Dave, the guy who started it, and I met working at a radio station in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, where uh, I grew up. I worked mm. at a country radio station there, which nice. is which is funny because I listened to like death metal and shit. So it was. It's very much a, I needed an extra part-time job, and I knew people. Yeah. Um, so when I moved up to Appleton to move in with my, at the time, fiancé, now wife, um, Dave was like, well, I want to try podcasting. So he, I was like his guinea pig because I'm like, yeah, fuck, whatever. Like, I have free time. I was working part-time. And uh, we started out doing this, this podcast called What If, where it was mm-hmm. like, what if we woke up tomorrow and someone had dropped a nuclear bomb and the world was ending? Like, how would you handle it? What would you do? Yeah. What would you do? Yep. And then, no, uh, what would you do? Oh, what would I do? You can't, you can't throw that into the conversation and then not go there. <laughs> I would shit my pants and cry in a corner. Um, That's mad. He would drink. I would, I would <laughs> he just would just fucking hammered. I would get so drunk I wouldn't know what my name was. Um, I, I, I oh, guess... fuck. Didn't they have that in Hawaii where people got a text message, right? <laughs> yeah, someone pushed oh, the yes. wrong button and it said that there's a bomb coming. And... I mean, I... I'd go. For, I'd shit myself. I'd go yep. absolutely nuts. I was really. If, if uh, I got a text message now saying, um, "Yeah, you're fucked." Uh, are I'd you like, Are you familiar with Reddit? Uh, a little. Uh, not so too much. There was a thread on Reddit of people, um, people from Hawaii, what they did when they found out, like when they got the text and, and how they, how they lived yeah. in the next thirty minutes. And this one, what did they was, do? Uh, the the one that I remember most was a guy. He said he was making breakfast for his kids. He said he just continued to make breakfast and sit down and hang out with him. Didn't say a word to uh-huh. him, and, and he was just kind of like, "If I'm, if this is gonna happen, then he goes, I'm just gonna enjoy what's happening." Mm. And there was a couple people that are like, "Yeah, I um, started jacking off." <laughs> yeah, it's a scene yeah. in in Mallrats when when Bodie's t- telling a story about the the plane is crashing and everybody starts freaking out, and so they all just pull out their junk and start beating yep. it and doing everything, yeah. and and. Like all of a sudden the plane right. fixes itself and they stop and it's like, well, did did he come or what? God damn it! There's some things you don't talk about on television, yep. but it was yeah, it's exactly that. Is you freak out and and everything just like you you spasm, you can't function, or you try to stay as normal as possible because one maybe it's a mistake, or maybe you survive, or. You know, what is the point of living if you just will allow yourself to go to complete anarchy yeah. at a moment's notice? It, you need that regular, especially if you've got a family that you want to protect and you don't want your kids to be spending their last hour of, of life in, in total but fear. Going back to the bit where, like, so you said loads of people just jacked off, yeah? yeah That'd be so fucking people. hard. That'd be hard. I, like, if, if you yeah. know, if a bomb's coming, you're like, I don't know. Don't well, I, I hope it would be hard because, I mean, if, if I couldn't jack off, that's even worse. You're it's like yeah. die of embarrassment at that point. Boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I saw some statistic where it said like uh, traffic to Pornhub in Hawaii dropped like 27% or something. And someone was like, well, that still means that 73% of the people were still on Pornhub. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, man. I, Picking the short clips. I guess I don't know what I would do if I found out that I was about – I would probably, assuming that I was at home with my wife and, and, and our, our pets, I would probably just hang out with them. See, I always look at it in different ways of, like, see, sometimes you have that thing, if it's already happened, but you've survived, and now it's like, do you just get to walk around and do cool shit, even though it's bad, but, like, do you just get to go into shopping malls? Did you watch Last Man on Earth at all? No. It was was a TV show about, well, for, for like, six episodes, he was the last man on Earth. And it was just like, they would just kind of walk around, and he's, like, going into grocery stores to get food, and he just kind of kicks in doors, he just drives whatever car he wants they're staying yeah. he's like you'll just stay in whoever's house he wants like you're staying in like yeah, famous athlete's house because they're dead like that so if there was people who who was still alive like some girls and shit like that it'd be uh you've got a little bit of time of yeah that's right and then you'd be like fuck everybody's dead yep, yep. i would yep. lose my goddamn yeah. mind if there was no one else around um, yeah. As much oh. as I don't like human interaction, which is weird given my hobbies, um, it's once in What's a while, podcasting and playing in a band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> things yeah. things that involve interaction with other human beings. Yeah. Um. But and and you know, my wife will tell you is like if I'm like I sat home today and at one point I was like I just need I need to fucking I need to leave I need to go outside. I went outside for like half an hour. I was good. <laughs> Like, nice. Whereas I'm totally Burgess Meredith in that Twilight Zone episode, where the the solitude and everything probably wouldn't get to me. I I, I I'm just oh, well, fine doing nothing. No, well I'm I'm fine with being lazy and watching movies and all that. But if I if I didn't have shit to do and was alone, oh that'd suck. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing is most of the stuff I like to do is if I like to write, if I like to play music, it's it's all in the hope of, you know, maybe not put it out there for everybody to see but i write stories and therefore at least a couple specific people yeah i, I nice. play a guitar and it's it's because you know at some point i'll i'll work up the nerve to play it in front of my wife or something so yeah the the idea of like not having anybody to share stuff with is the most overwhelming part mm. yeah no definitely yeah that's weird. i agree it's weird to think about like what would you do if there was no one else around I think it would be cool for, like, a week. Uh, would it be that... Uh, it wouldn't be, though. For a whole week, I'd be fucked. I'd, like, a few days. Well, it depends what food... What the food situation is and all that. Right. But, uh, well, Twinkies will last forever. And you can watch some films. But if they're gone forever, then it's like... Yeah, then it's... Yeah, Twinkies. Yeah. Zombieland, won't it? Yeah, yep, yep. <clears throat> But, but which is a really good point, and is like, I like boxed macaroni and cheese as much as the next guy. But you have no power, and you no. presumably have no gas. So it's like, how do you cook it? It's like, see, no. see that's out of the. And there's question. nobody else to be around. Yep. Can't even talk to anybody. You just, no, that'd suck. It'd suck. And yeah, the first time I flush my toilet and the shit doesn't go away, I'm I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, you just you just go to the game next over. house. Game over. It's funny what. That whole thing when Joe Rogan does that stand-up comedy thing about how uh, how dumb we are. Mm-hmm. 
who knows how stuff's really made. And if if, yep. if there was just a select, I'd be fucked. I would literally, like, it's funny because when you think about that, I can look, right now I can look at everything in the room and I don't know how it's made. So I'm screwed. And then it's like, honestly, if you went and put me to go and start a fire, not happening. I'd be cold. Wouldn't take, happen. Take, I'd give it a try. Like, take, for instance, the situation in which we are all currently in right now. We are yeah. in multiple countries, three very different time zones, yet when you talk, yeah. I hear it almost instantly. And it's like, I fucking work on computers and I don't know how this shit works. Right. And it's like, yeah. that, that that's science. No, no idea. That is fucking science right there. No idea. That's even like, the base. Do you know, even if you go back to inventions, which were probably made in the 60s or 50s, I'm fucked. I'm like, no. Yeah. Don't know. What's, uh, what? Like magnets. How's that light working? Don't know. How the fuck do magnets work? Right. Well, you charge the metal. ICP reference there, if anyone's paying attention. I love, what I love is there's, there's people watching this now going, fuck, you lot are dumb as fuck. What do you mean you don't know how magnets work? No, yeah, I, I know how magnets work. Uh, it's science, but... You know, no, yeah, I do too. Science stuff, <laughs> just, um, but, but that, I, I've worked IT, and uh, so does Matt, but so many people come up to me, engineers, you know, and uh, when I worked in people's homes fixing their computers and stuff like that, they'd always say, I, I feel so dumb because I don't know computers. And I'm like, man, there, if you sat there and measured out what you know compared to what I know, mm-hmm. you would probably beat me every time. It, it, it's, it's, I know about these specific things. Uh, and that, that's, so a, that's a good point. I was talking to, uh, I, was, I was texting my tattoo artist earlier. And uh, he was asking me about like a fire stick and, and doing some stuff. And uh, he's like, man, I wish I lived closer. I could abuse you more. And I was like, man, I only know like that stuff. Like you know stuff I don't. Like he he makes handbags from scratch, yeah. and and he's he owns a fucking clothing company, and he tattoos. Wow. You know, and it's like, dude, we're just our skill sets are different. I and that's why yours. society yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. That that's the beauty of of being part of a a humanity, is that we can all learn the different things that we want to, or at least mm. that we can excel at, and and look to each other to fill in the blanks for ourselves. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of things I don't know, man. A lot of things. It's funny, even the, the the problem is there's a lot of stuff which I should know, which is really basic. And then so earlier on, what was it we was talking about the difference with uh, off-air? Of, like, you start to go about the temperature there, and it was, like, Fahrenheit, yeah. Celsius, and all that. I had to Google it. And I was it. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know. I'm like, fuck knows. But we, just pretend. we also live in a time where you don't need to know shit because you can just fucking look it up. Google it. Yeah. And it's like, don't, what I like, how easy it is to go places now. Google Maps is just makes everything easy. Don't even need to think. My brain, I'm like, I'm going to. I, I remember the first time yeah. I, I toured in a van, we had a binder full of printed out MapQuest directions on how to get from show to show. Yeah. But that was oh. MapQuest. When I traveled from, from Michigan to move it's out true. to California, I had to get a triptych from AAA that, to show me the way. And yeah. God forbid, if I veered off in any way from that fucking thing, I was screwed. So when I was younger, my dad uh, lived over in France for a bit. So if if I went with him, I'd be, I'd have the MacBook and I'd be like the navigator at the side. 
and I used to fucking hate it. I used to dread it. And I remember one time, I pretty much instantly knew, and it was like one in the morning, instantly knew that I'd sent us the wrong way. And the longer I left it, the further we was going. I was, I was about, I was about twelve or eleven. Literally for half hour, I'm sat there, but it's building inside. I know I'm fucked. I'm, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna go mad. And then as he's going, and he keeps saying, "Are we going the right way?" And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, just going further and further, and further. And then eventually he stopped, and he goes, "Give me the map book," and give me the map book. I'm like. And he's, give me the map, but blah, blah, blah. And he went nuts. Absolutely nuts. And then then it was still like a five, six hour journey. The whole journey, it was just shouting. It was amazing. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. Hated ever navigating. Doing any of that map stuff. That, that's, I have deep fears about that. And I'm so bad with directions as well. Still I am. I grew up on the lake. I'm a... So I always knew which way was east, and I moved away the, from the lake, and it's like, I don't I don't know which direction is east now. Yeah. I don't fucking know anything. Um, I, I, do you know, it, I would surprise people how easy I can get lost. And my brain just, my brain, even when people tell me directions, I'll be like, and I do this stupid thing where I'm like, tell me again, I didn't get it. But I, I, I won't say it, I'll just be like, yeah. Cool, cool, man. Walk down. Fuck knows where I'm going. Yeah, I do. Listen. If if someone <laughs> asks me something and I'm not quite sure an answer or what they said, I'll do like this nervous laugh. Let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do the same. Without a laugh, I go. I just oversell it. I'll be like, hundred percent know what you're talking about. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I I don't really love driving. And I spent the first 10 years in California not really knowing where anything was other than the small area of my get to work, get home, grocery stores, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And then I got a, a job uh, through the place I'd already been working at where it was basically you go to people's homes. You drive all over the Bay Area, oh. uh, sometimes South Bay, sometimes East Bay. And, you know, yeah. I had a, a GPS in the car, but it changed everything like my entire day was driving from place to place figuring out where all these things went figuring out the traffic situation of okay you're gonna you're gonna spend three hours waiting in this part and it it really was this kind of eye-opening thing of like these two things that i'm equally bad at is now my entire existence and i I just have to kind of get good at it but now it's just done for us now on the phone you type it in you're there it's amazing. Even and that's the thing. That even with taxi drivers over here. Say again. I, I was going to say you find that you cheat. Do you ever get mad at your GPS because it's telling you the way to go and you know it's a hundred percent wrong? Like you know the better way, yeah. and the GPS is like, no, yeah. go go left, and then it's got to readjust itself because I'm sorry, Magellan, you're yeah. an idiot. Or or it readjusts too late, and then it then right then it just pisses you off. But it's handy because taxi drivers over here, you know, it's foreign country. They try and take you the wrong way a lot of time. So that's where it comes in handy when you can just go, um, no, 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 motherfucker. Turn around. Turn around. Yeah. yeah. And then they shoot you. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just driving you straight to your grave. 
You're fine. Yeah. I'll get there just in time yeah. for you to be This empty field isn't where I live. It's where they'll find you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we got super far off topic. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about yeah. in your movie? And I, I know it's um, your your day's just starting, but I might even go back to sleep in a minute. I don't blame you. I'm gonna do the exact right. same thing when we're done here. Yeah. Yep. Um. No. No. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, usually we would yeah, give a score, and I, I want to apologize to the the listeners this week. Is we're not going to score this because we don't think it would be fair to give a score in the same episode with one of the creators on it. Uh, but I am going to nice. Give well, I, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I am going to say I love this movie a lot, I, and we didn't have any clue what we were getting into uh, when you contacted us. We didn't know what kind of quality this film was uh what kind of acting quality you had or anything um i was completely floored with how good this movie was how much i enjoyed it even with it making me uncomfortable in the way that i think it's supposed to and and just how it's shot and everything it's at a level that i did not expect uh you're right because you, you, you said that the person who directed it has done a lot of cinematography yeah. cinematography and other films and it shows um and he shot uh, he as well as directing he done the camera obviously because uh like that's his thing he's, he's done camera on all the big films so there was no way he was going to give up doing camera on his film um so yeah that's uh it, it, that's what what he done amazing with it on the budget we had he made it look like it's a lot lot more money couldn't speak yeah. there. Hey, it, yeah. looks, it looks fucking good, in my opinion. It really does. Thank you. No, and I appreciate that. I really appreciate the kind words from both of you. Yeah, it and, and means a lot. And if anybody feels like we're just blowing smoke up your ass or anything, uh, like you said, they can go and they can check out all the other reviews and stuff, and they can see the awards that you've won. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of feel like that should be enough to get people's interest. Hopefully. I know you can't speak to it right now. Hopefully this comes out soon where people are going to be able to see it um, in general. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be April, April, end of April, early May for sure. Um, I can't say who we, who the distributor, the company is, but we're super. It's basically we shot way above our weight and we're super, super happy. We got a, an amazing, yeah, we never thought we was going to get as wide a release as we're going to get. Um, and I wish I could just talk about it, but I'm not allowed no, to. No, we understand. That, so. we'll, we'll just have you back on yeah. when it's. Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we'll just do this again. And, yeah, and you guys have a Facebook page for the movie. Uh, so yes. if people want to, yes. you can look yes. up uh, who's watching Oliver on Facebook and follow that. <laughs> and you'll see, uh, yeah, I'm sure you. when it gets yeah. announced, where where you'll be able to uh, to find it. Yeah, we've got all the, all the news on the Facebook page. And then uh, there's going to be a lot of. Newer behind the scene photos, clips, blah blah blah, all going on that. And then, uh, yeah, everywhere you can see it, there's all the release dates for different countries and so on. Um, and where to watch it. And uh, if you can't no, wait, massive, like, thank you guys. Massive. And like Russell said, if, if you can't wait, you can watch in America at least on Netflix right now, you can watch Ghost House, yep. uh, which is not yeah. something that you're yeah. as proud of, but 
still. It'll no, be people to see I, as well. no, I'm super proud of that. Super proud. Oh, good. Um, oh, do, do you know, like, I was proud of getting that gig. That's uh, what it was. Uh, Rich Ragsdale, amazing. Like I said, you lot should have him on. He's, a, he's an awesome director, real horror guy. Um, and then I was working with Scout and James, amazing people. And I was super proud that I beat other people in the audition and I got that. I just, you know, when, when you, you know, when you're not as good as you should have been. Right. You know and I, mean? I, I, I and misspoke. I didn't mean to imply that you weren't proud of the, the film yeah. itself, but you felt like you, you've improved a lot in your own acting since then. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the other guys were just that little bit more on form. And that, but then it was, do you know what? Like without that film, I wouldn't have went back and restudied. So it did like everything leads on to something. If I hadn't have worked with those guys and go, fuck, they're, they're better than me. I wouldn't have suddenly went, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone back and studied. And then Oliver would have been a complete different film as what it is. So yeah, yeah. So everything leads on to everything. It's worth it but, to be uh, challenged. Now again, massive thank you for having me on guys. And thank you for being so kind about who's watching Oliver. Really Thank appreciate that. And as I said, you know, like joking apart or whatever, it's this little film which is gradually becoming not such a little film, and it's all because the horror community is really getting behind it. Um, and fuck, man, so many films come out and do nothing, and go nowhere, and don't even get sold or don't. Do you know what I mean? So we're all three of us are really, really just appreciative and like, wow, this is exceeding what we expected. So, yeah. That sounds really And I appreciate deserved. you guys having me on. Yeah, do you... Um, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Um, they're working behind us. No, I was going to make a bad joke there. But uh, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, no. Hit, I have a Facebook page. Do you know what? I've got this Facebook page that I always forget to ever give out to anybody. I'm the worst at promoting myself, like the worst in history. I've got a Twitter. Yeah, but just Russell Jeffrey Banks and there's a Facebook page. And then, uh, yeah, I'm always on there, able to be reached. I will, uh, I'll be sure to put the, the link to the Who's Watching Oliver Facebook, your Facebook, your Twitter, Thank you. all in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Yeah. That, so brother. when when release dates and shit come out, we'll be sure to cover it. Uh, so if you're Thank listening you, and you're interested, no, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we'll be sure, uh, and then we'll have you back on. I mean, there's there's no reason nice. not to have you. Nice, back. Man. We can okay. talk more about. Do you know? No, this is a, tanks. Do you know? I want to do that. I I really want to. I Joe Rogan had me sold on that ages ago. That, so that's that's your homework between. Now and the next time you come back, you need to need to go floating. Yeah, there is one in Bangkok now. Uh, there's a sensory. There's one open not so long. It's super expensive. Um, but yeah, I think there's. But you make up for it with the, paid, so. You make up for it with the cheap massages every block. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like three, three, three pounds. Super cheap for an hour Thai massage. They're amazing, and every everywhere has them here. Everywhere. Awesome. It's, I, uh, and then it, it's funny whenever I go back to London, it's shit like that you miss because you're like, oh, everything's so expensive. Mm. Yeah. I get I get homesick for Michigan because of White Castle burgers. But yes, I, I feel you. Like you know, I've never I've never had 
haven't had a white colossal burger. If if you find them in a the freezer section, <laughs> they taste exactly the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're worth it, in my opinion. Nice. In my opinion, it, it's, it's great it's, because it's you don't need a colonic after that. I had <laughs> I had the opposite. That's right. Yeah. I, ate, I I ate uh, wolf. Uh, I ate wolf castle. I ate white castle and I didn't shit for a day. Oh yeah, yeah. which is is weird for me, but nice. Um, I like Burger King. We're not going to deny that. We're... No, no, I'm trying to because because I know it's 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 going to be different. I know I was waiting. I was like. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Whataburger, which you may or may you've probably never had, but I know, um, like before we were talking, I have no. friends in Sheffield, and he ate a meatball sub at Subway in America, and said it was completely fucking different than the ones you get in London because it's or in the UK in general because it's meat, it's all meat here because it's not all meat there; it's a lot of fillers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, I love Subway though, but uh, no, I've spent time in New York. I've, I've got to get back to the states. Uh, just so I can eat, eat loads. Um, Love the food. So I looked, I looked up the Bangkok mm. Float Center, and it's pretty. How much? Com- what are we talking about? So it's, it's. I don't know what your money is called there, but Bar, Thai baht. The, the Thai baht. Okay, so it's twenty one hundred Thai baht, which is sixty seven U.S. dollars. So it's it's pretty much the same. It, no, I'm not saying it's cheap. No, but no, it's, no. It's, it's pretty much. No, no, no. But then you got. But then you put that there, yeah, and then you imagine I can go get a Thai massage yeah. for 150 baht. That's the difference. Yeah. Of like for an hour, it's a, a Thai massage, like, um, you know, click all your bones, all that shit, for 150 baht, and that's why. And then when you compare that to the flotation to 2,100, oh, yeah. So 150. But I do want to try it. 150 Thai baht is four dollars and seventy nine cents American. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. for a half an hour of massage I pay twenty seven dollars, which is eight hundred and forty five baht. And that's only half hour. Yep. See for for one hundred and fifty baht, that's an hour. And it's not even like enjoyable. Like the lady hurts think- me. I think that flotation people should lower the price a bit, though. I think for for the region, for Bangkok, we need to go a bit cheaper. It, if they was doing it at about a thousand, but I'd be straight in there. I'd be like, yeah, still expensive, but I'll give it a go. Two thousand. It needs a competition. It it needs to have them on every there. corner. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. But I do want to do it. What I, what probably happen is because I'm tight with money because I don't have a lot. I probably won't do it, but next time I come on, I'm going to lie and pretend I did. Well, <laughs> Man, don't do that. You don't have to lie to me. No, I probably will. It's that whole, do you know, like the whole direction things where you do the nervous laugh? Yep. You ask me about it, and I'm going to go, do you know what? Well, look, we'll do a dress rehearsal for next time. Ask me how it was. Ask me. And, I, and I'll show you just how it's going to go. Uh, how, how was floating, Russell? The float. Oh fuck! You you reminded me of that, didn't you? You were the one. It's amazing. Do you know? Since we spoke, I've been about four times. But, uh, oh. Was just just couldn't get over it, and then it was like, oh, yeah, just changed my whole outlook on uh, flotation devices. <laughs> been looking into building one. You, you mm. can you can buy a four pack. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that's how that conversation would go. You almost had me convinced. Yeah. Or I, or I might just try and scab a free going one. I might what I might do is I might just try and sneak in and and do ten minutes before I'm kicked out. <laughs> hey man. Do what you just, do. Somebody goes to climb in one of the pods and you're already in there like yeah. is, is this a twofer? <laughs> I no, I came I, for the I came for the silence and, and darkness. I didn't I didn't pay for the rape. Uh just <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh You've just gotten the wrong flotation device, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, I do want to try it. And I, and it is actually something which I've looked in for years. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'd need to take that step. Need to need to go part that money. Do it. It, it, it. it is very expensive. So wait until Oliver comes out and you become a big famous actor man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably just try and eat until then, and then <laughs> just, after. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think eating eating a real I'm joking, meal. I'm joking. Yeah, eating a real yeah. meal is a little more important than uh, going floating. Yeah, all that food will make you more buoyant too, so that's that's helpful. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. there's, there's yeah. enough salt in there to kill a mule. Uh, but it is see, like, do you know what? It, it's just being over here. I'll give you an example. I went on a 12-hour train journey the other day from Chiang Mai to Bangkok, and that ticket was under 200 baht. And that's when you start to go with, like, ah, oh, 2,100 for an hour. But then you can buy a lot of other stuff for that money over here. Yeah. It's a hard one. It's a hard I could, for that same money, I could get down to the beach I wouldn't have a lot of money to do when I'm there, but I could get there. Could and I could get there for that money. I could get to the beach, and I could have a meal and pay for a cheap, cheap room or like hut on the beach. I'm going to do neither. I'm going to sit at home and just eat loads of food. But yeah. that's what I could do. I don't blame you. That it's it's just insane. Yeah. Like what money will get you in different countries. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, so lately, too. I've been really thinking that I want to go to Serbia. That's been a new place where I'm thinking I need. I'm going to go and spend a bit of time there. One, because it's super cheap, super super cheap. Also, I've got a lot of friends who are from Serbia, and it's uh, super cheap. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they're really arty people, and looks cool, and it's super cheap. So I've been thinking a lot about giving I'm, Serbia a go. I'm seeing a reoccurring theme here. Super yeah. cheap. Seems to be on your list of things to uh, consider. I live in Northern California. Super cheap sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's just London's so expensive. So when you're not... Yeah, it's just... Everything's super cheap compared to London. But there's other places that win in that battle. In Thailand, Serbia, India, places like that. It helps, man. It helps. Yeah. Like maybe at stage what stages of our lives. Stages of our lives that super cheap is needed. So we're there. Yeah. 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 Hey man, as long as you're happy. As long as you're happy and healthy, like whatever. Dude who fucking cares? Do what makes you happy. Quality of life is important. Hell yeah. Pretending to kill people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if that's what you got to do, man. 
At least it's pretend. Yeah. That's why I want to go to Serbia. Let's cut out that pretend shit. There's <laughs> someone where I can really get away with this. Um... Talking about with cameras and making out anymore. I was trying not to be filthy American who said, oh yeah, Serbia, I heard about their film. Uh, does not sound like a place oh, I want yeah, to visit. Fuck, that film is nuts, eh? I still have yet to see it. I don't know if I want to see it. Wow. We we have a we have a, a uh, frequent guest who who wants to put that on us at some point. Yeah. Do you know? Actually, I tell you, um, that film's fucked up. That's so fucked up. I, but the guy who's doing the lead actor in that is amazing. Amazing actor. Forgot his name, but uh, in some other stuff as well. Amazing. But uh, fuck that, that film. Yeah. That that makes that makes Oliver look soft. <laughs> yeah. it does that's what mama watches when she's not tuned in talking to yeah. oliver yeah mama's like right i'm putting on server movie yeah i need a palate cleanse i'm just i haven't seen that i've only watched that once and that was a hard watch that film it's a good film in parts what i remember but it was a hard one someday i'll watch it oh yeah did you do a horror podcast you should watch it, Jesus. I know, but like I said, there's just so much, believe... so much shit to watch. Yeah, don't watch shit. Watch stuff what everybody watches. Watch The Conjuring. That's an amazing film. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. let's calm down. <laughs> I, I also have a wife <laughs> that right. I need to hang out with. I can't like convince her like, hey, it's Friday night. You want to watch a Serbian film? No, no, not Serbian. The Conjuring. Yeah. No, you that's what I'm saying. So, oh, oh, on here. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> thought you were talking. I don't. About I, don't I don't think. Time. I don't think the wife's gonna dig Serbian movies. Actually, do in, in my case, my wife would be the one who'd make the recommendation. Let's watch a Serbian film before That's I would true. ever even consider it. My wife is. Love it. My wife is the horror movie fan fanatic in my house. Yes. Did she watch Oliver? Uh no. But I is was I was watching it today because she had already gone to work. Uh, I was determined that she's going to watch it because let me know what she thinks. Through, She'll sit through any bullshit horror movie and just have it on the background while she's drawing disgusting stuff. Um, but in this case, it's it's one of those things like Triangle. After I saw Triangle, I said, mm. I need you to see this. I need you to watch this movie. And she loved it. And I feel like she's going to get the same thing from Oliver. If she's going to she, watch uh, it. Did she draw that behind you? Uh, the painting? Yeah. That's yeah, one of her. Nice. That's old nice, stuff. Like the stuff she's doing now is is really crazy. Um <laughs> Uh, you can you can go to her her uh, Instagram, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay, yeah, pass me that in a minute. Yeah, and then I'll have a look. All right, Matt, you. Uh, well, we're not scoring, so oh, yeah. you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. You can email us at pot at gncast com, or you can leave us a message on the website. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at Podcast of Terror. And all those places, and you subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us feedback on whichever one you would like. All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe, and you can join the uh, page for the Galactic Network under Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us money, go to amazon.podcastatera.com, shop like you normally would. We get a cut. Costs you nothing. You still get that sweet, sweet 10 pounds of shampoo within two days. That's true. That's a lot of masturbation. Don't get in your pee hole, though. That'll hurt. It burns when you get soap in your dick. I I like to get the no more tears. (laughs) 
All I can think about is no more dick tears. Uh, right. Corey, where can people find... Well, actually, as mentioned, Russell has a Facebook and a Twitter, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and do you have an Instagram? Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, if you type in my full name, Russell Jeffrey Banks, uh, so it's double S, double L in Russell, and then double F in Jeffrey, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, and then Banks. Um, on Google, you'll find me anywhere. Any like any Twitter thing, you're gonna find me if you just stick my name in there. Yeah, I'll I'll put links to all the social media stuff in the show notes. So if you uh, don't want to Google him, you can Thank just you. click there. Um, Corey, where can people Be find safe. you? Uh, I'm I'm nowhere. But uh, my aforementioned wife, you can find her artwork at uh, arthag.com, or you can go on Instagram and look up hag underscore attack and that's where you'll see all the stuff that she's working on she's gotten into watercolors recently so she's gone from doing all her marker stuff to now doing uh paintings and she's really excited about it and i've liked her watercolor stuff for a while but she's on another level right now mm. uh, i'm typing that in now you can find me on twitter and instagram and on tapped at matt the lifeguard uh that's gonna do it so as mentioned earlier we decided halfway through the show that next week we're gonna watch russell's movie ghost house and um yeah and then the 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 week after that i actually want to bring this up because russell brought us his buddy jude who's going to be on we're going to talk about his movie incantation um this will happen again next week i just have a really terrible week coming up it is the the pet expo that my wife makes me go to once a year and it's amazing yeah the pet expo so it's all animals right yeah she does small animal rescuing so we have like a bunch of rabbits and turtles and chinchillas and shit in our house. So once a nice. year, I have wow. to not complain and nice. go with a bunch of women and carry heavy things for them. Yep. Nice. And it's always the day before the I Super like Bowl. Animals. So oh, I love animals. I have all of all of rabbits and dogs tattooed what, on me. When's the Super Bowl? Next Sunday. It's this week. Is it? Week from today. Who's yeah. doing the show? Uh, the Patriots and the Eagles. Or are you talking about no, our no, show? the halftime show? Oh, I don't fucking know. No, the halftime show. Justin Timberlake, I think. That is it. Yeah, he's got a new album out. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I assume Watch that we're going to see somebody's nipple. Yeah, yeah. What was it? I like the Prince one when he was doing Purple Rain in the Rain. That was cool. That's true. Some of them have been pretty good. Uh, let's mm. see. Yeah, I think it's just Justin Timberlake. They haven't announced anyone else, which is unfortunate. Are you a big football fan? Our officials. Nope. I am actually a big soccer fan. Your football. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. do you like? Chelsea. Uh. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from people. Uh, I picked Chelsea because I always played FIFA video game, and Chelsea was FIFA. a five-star team, FIFA. and that's who I just kind of stuck with. And it just so happened that I now work with an Arsenal fan. And <laughs> I, I, uh, My brother's an Arsenal fan. <sighs> Whatever. Well, nothing nice to say, so I won't say anything. Um, I worked with a Manchester United fan too, and he actually got me back into playing soccer as an adult. And nice, yeah. No, I'd, I'd say if I had to pick a team, I'd say Manchester United. But I'm not. I I, lo- I like watching football, and I watch most games. But I'm more into UFC and boxing. That's what I'm big into watching. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? You're a UFC fan. <clears throat> Uh, for a while, I actually did a UFC podcast. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, two did the, you? Yeah, two of the guys in our band, or my band, um, 
big in uh, UFC and they wanted to do it. So I was like, well, I, I have the means to make this happen. And I enjoy nice. seeing someone get punched in the face as much as the next guy. Nice, uh, man. So I wasn't into it I as tell much you, as they you, were. What you got to check out is, uh, like, so it's one of my old roommates over here, Ree, and then John Nutt. They run uh, FMD in Thailand, Full Metal Dojo. Okay. It's uh, like the MMA over here, and it's uh, pretty brutal. It's got, like, old pride rules with soccer kicks allowed to the head on that. But they have, uh, like, Tommy Hayden, he fought three times in the UFC. He fought, he fights over here. And then you've got a few camps down. Um, Mike Swick, uh, he's around a lot. And then, uh, fuck, what's his name? I forgot the other guy. But anyway, yeah. Any fight fans, check out FMD. They've started to work with Fox now in Asia, but you can watch a lot of their events on there, and they're pretty fucking brutal, man. I'll check them out. Um, and you get some really, really, uh, some of the Thai fighters fighting it. Like, now they're, they're kind of new to MMA, but their fucking kicks are brutal. <laughs> and then, but like, but then when you get in a Thai, like, ah, oh, get some real good, there's some good fights. So, yeah, anybody's, uh, MMA fan, if they want to see what's going on in Bangkok, check out FMD, Full Metal Dojo, if you want to watch some brutal fights. And then you're seeing a lot of uh, up-and-coming Western guys who are, because they've got the fight camps over here, like, uh, I think they've got American top team now in Bangkok or in Thailand and in uh, some of the other big gyms. So a lot of them are having their first fights here before they move up to, like, the bigger leagues of UFC and so on. And then ex people, ex UFC coming down to fight. Yeah, so it's good fights. So here in America, we're about to get the return of the XFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. Which it, I don't know if you're familiar with it, was uh, about 20 years ago or so. Oh. Vince McMahon, who runs it? the World Wrestling Federation, uh, which is now WWE, yeah. tried to start his own yeah. football league. And, uh, and it oh, takes. Okay. But now they're ready to bring it back. Yeah. Nice. Nice. XFL is the willing had, race uh, of the wrestling world. Yeah. Wow. I heard uh, Dana White's going to do boxing promoting this year. And why not? I mean, yeah. a lot of the UFC guys want to go box yeah. because they want to prove that they can do more than oh, of course. snuggle of course. on a mat with someone. Did you watch uh, Stipe versus uh, Francis in Gagne fight? I did not. That was last weekend, was it? Yeah. Yeah. But you know the result, right? No. I, no? No, I mean, no, you can well, tell me if you spot, want. I just... Yeah, no, I'm going to have to download no, it. See, no, go and watch it. Watch the fight. No, it's... that's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to download the fight to watch oh. off the internet. Yeah, do that. I'm not going to spoil. Watch it. It was, it was good. Yeah, we um, what the fuck? Man? I went to, I went out to a bar to watch that Ronda Rousey fight where she got just fucking humiliated. Oh, Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So hot. funny story. So tonight, tomorrow, the morning for you is the WWE Royal Rumble, and there was the first ever oh, women's one, and the, and Ronda Rousey was like picked as one of the potential winners because she's planning on making her debut in wrestling. What today? Yeah, it's done now. Don't look it up because I have 
I entered a, a raffle for a bottle of beer, and I have a, a number, so I want to watch it. No, I'll probably watch it myself. I'm like, I'll be honest, that's the only time I feel like a child is when I watch something like Do WWE, we, um, like Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, but I... And then I don't admit to it, but fuck, I grew up on. Oh my god, I, I was the biggest wrestling fan growing up. I still, um, I, I'm still fortunate enough to have friends who work at the radio station. So like, when wrestling comes around, they just I nice. get free tickets all the time. So fuck Amazing. yeah, I go. Amazing. And one of our guests is uh, <laughs> he's he's friends with pro wrestlers now, which is insane to think about. Nice. Yeah. Who's your all-time favorite? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin obviously is up there. Um, yeah, he's the most memorable. I really, I was a really big DX fan when I was a kid, but that's like a mm. bunch, that's more than one guy. Yeah, I was before that. I'm, I'm before, so I'm back in like the Hulk Hogan Macho Man. That's when I was really, and I watched, I watched uh, WWF once, like in in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Watched Mister Perfect by Lex Luger. Um, I can't remember some of the, some of the other guys, but uh, but yeah, that was amazing. They um <clears throat> they started like a UK faction of the WWE. Did they? Yeah, it's mm. fairly recent. But now like all the so there was a, a guy who wrestled in the WWE who lives I don't know, twenty, twenty miles south of me. So he started like an independent thing and they have shows all the time and nice. my wife and I go, but they do this thing once a year and they always bring in old wrestlers. So like last year I met Bret Hart. And I got like a picture with him, and oh, nice! This oh. year is um, amazing. Ted DiBiase is going to be there. Sunny, which is awesome because nice. I jerked off to her a million lot. Million dollar. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott Steiner is going to be there. How much did you jerk off to Ted DiBiase? I just need to know. I just wanted to come on the million dollar belt. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but you know, you know, Virgil was going to stand right in the way of that. Yeah, he's going to yeah. swat it, protect it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, and it's, it's, it, it was a couple of years ago. Like now WWE has an, a network similar to like UFC's fight pass. So it's like 10 bucks a month. You can watch every pay-per-view ever in the history of the existence, uh, Hollywood over there. Sorry. No, you're good, man. Um, Daylight. so it's like, yeah, 10, 10 bucks a month. Like why the fuck not watch wrestling again? And it's so nostalgic and, and man, the people watching when you go to that, sh- <laughs> you go to that shit live is just. Amazing. Is that? Oh yeah. No, I'm just turning off the phone. Oh no, it's. I mean, we should probably let you go, anyways. You want to go back to sleep? I want to go to sleep. Um, actually, no. Now it's eleven o'clock, so uh, no more sleep. Got to get up <laughs> and do some work. Attack of day. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, yeah. Russell, thank you again. Like right I said, we'll have you. We'll no, have it's you been back a pleasure. In, Absolute pleasure. Yeah, we'll have you back in a couple months uh, once we know more about Oliver's release and. Hopefully, brilliant. Thank you. Watch more. And, and just in general, you don't have to wait for for Oliver to come out or anything. You're you're invited back to hang out and and yeah. watch and review a regular no, podcast no, at any time. No, I watch your podcast as well now. And then, uh, like I said, if you're doing Ghost House next week, if you want, I hit up Rich Ragsdale, get him to message you. He directed that. And then, if you want him on, I'm sure he'll be willing and yep. up for it. Uh, we would be up for yeah, it. Uh, yeah. He's a cool cool guy, man. Nice guy. Cool guy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll pass him on. Then uh, it depends if James is also free, but you can speak to those two yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. 
Cool, man. Yeah, cool. thanks again. Uh, that's going to do it for um, another episode of the podcast. Sorry, man. Great, man. Absolute pleasure. All the fucking way over you. Sorry, and I did you. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, now, now yeah, awkward silence no, because neither of us wants to. Dit, and there it is again. I know, right? I'm really bad at this. It's kind of a will they, won't they movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just... yep. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the podcast here. Russell, thank you again. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. And we will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye. Bye.